0: Welcome, welcome to Five Six One
1: Music. My name's Ben, and I'm Hector. How are you, dude? I am fantastic. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. What an amazing weekend! It was incredible, dude. I could not be any happier about how that that festival went. Um, um, for those that uh, that that are just you know joining us and 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 don't know about Five Six One Music Festival, you missed out. It was the party of the century. It was absolutely incredible. Um, uh, Twenty bands. Over seven hundred people in attendance. Um, I, I just I can't say enough about it, man. I'm still reeling about it.
0: Yeah, me too. I you know I've put on gigs before, but I've never tried anything of this magnitude, and I'm just so grateful to everyone who came and who yeah. and, and who supported us, and all of the people who volunteered. I mean, honestly, it was. It was just huge. It was a wonderful experience, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much, yeah, everybody. Thank, thank you
1: for, to everybody that came out. Thank you to Matthews Brewing for having us and for the staff busting their ass, uh, making sure everybody had beers in their hands. Thank you to every single artist that came out and played their asses off. Every single, like every single person played flawlessly. I mean, it was it was just pro level musicianship. Um, what about Michael Morrison coming through? Michael Morrison with security. Um, we had volunteers, Mary uh, from yeah. Harmony Management Group, who sponsored and volunteered. Um, and Michael stepped up and played a set. And Michael stepped up and played a set, which was amazing. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just everybody, everybody from top to bottom. There was not yeah. one person that disappointed me this weekend. And then the rain came and tried to try to flood us out, and nobody gave a crap. It just got more incredible and more fun, and everybody played their asses off. So yeah, you know, seriously. From the bottom of our hearts, like, thank you to everyone that made this, this like, the most incredible thing that it could have been.
0: I was genuinely um, touched by it. Like, I I don't think I've had an experience like that maybe in my life. Just the, the fact that we put so much work into it and there was all the worry of, like, is it going to work? Sure and, sure. and then it did work, which sure. is just like, oh. Yeah. thank god you know it's uh, an unbelievable sense of relief and joy
1: yeah ricky the uh lead singer guitarist for the shake uh made a post about it and was talking about um you know how how he really felt like it, it really put uh you know put music here on the map again and stuff like that and you know you don't need to leave you don't need to leave your area you don't have to go to these places like la and new york and you know uh wherever you know nashville and stuff you don't have to go to these places like music is alive and well here and and his post really touched us and um and he, had, you know, he made another post that I thought was kind of funny, and I, I think I might take him up on it. He said, uh, "Who's going to make the bumper sticker now that says, our local music community kicks your local music community's ass,' <laughs> and we, we need to do that because, uh, um, you know, he was asking at one point, uh, you know, where were you when the revolution happened? Hashtag five six one music revolution. I so, know, bless so, his heart. Yeah, Honestly, I am Ricky's, all about it.
0: Ricky's got our back, like, and and it and it means a lot to us. And uh, yeah. you know, anyone who, um. Anyone who showed up, anyone who is interested in what we're doing and wants to be a part of what we're doing, it just thank you know thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for real. Um, you know, again, thank you to the sponsors, thank you to all the musicians, thank you to everybody who showed up. For those of you that don't know, um, there was over seven hundred people there. So you know, between uh, attendees, musicians, and, and volunteers and sponsors, there was over seven hundred people there. I could not have been any happier about how that went off. So, Absolutely. So uh, till next year, bigger and better. We did it, actor. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was, pretty, yeah, it was pretty special night. So, so yeah.
0: Well, we have uh, William Kimball here with us. How's it going, William? Good, buddy.
2: Stoked to be here. I'm. I'm excited to you know actually be a part of this because I, I saw it. I saw. I heard about it, and then you contacted me, and I was like. All right, five six one music. It's like where my home. This is home is where it came and I'm stoked to be part of it.
0: Nice. Yeah, man. You're you're one of the um people who when I first moved here, you know, it was like William Kimball, the hit show, I was hearing it all round town and then <laughs> when my friends um when my, you know, a lot of my friends have, have played in your band, you know, um you had uh, Virgil and yeah. um, and I think James played with you for a while, right? He did. Galliano, that's correct. Uh, and also, um, gr- did Greg play with you? He did. Yeah, all these people who I was kicking around with, we've all been in your band at one point or another. You and I have crossed paths slightly at uh, slightly messier times in my life, so, so it was a little awkward <laughs> in the past. But hey, <laughs> if
2: life was you know didn't have as messes, it wouldn't be as much fun.
0: Yeah, well said, man. Well said. So we ask a lot of um, similar questions to the guests because there's certain things that I'm really curious about when it comes um, to people's musical journey. And the first one is, why and how did you start playing music? Like, we all, did you have a musical family? How did it all start?
2: Uh, you know, I didn't have a musical like my mom, my dad. Like, they didn't play music, but I had a. I mean, I have an uncle. Uncle Dave, and uh, he played guitar and would sing, uh, you know, a few little things. And I was a little kid, and I always would kind of, you know, beat on stuff, do the classic, you know, that classic old school beating sure. on the walls. And so rhythm was kind of in me. And then I would make up little songs. I would make up like Fred the Frog and the Log was like my first song. I think I was like six <laughs> or seven. Fred the Frog uh, yeah, and the Log. Yeah, and I had yeah, it's as stupid as it is, but it was that was my song. And then. I heard him play, and I wanted, you know... I was like, what was he pretty... playing, the guitar? He played guitar, and he'd sing, like, uh, you know, Waylon Jennings stuff and, like, old kind of classic stuff. And um, he was originally from Canada. He was a hockey player. Right. And uh, Dave McClymont. And um, I just hit wrong in my head. And then later on in life, believe it or not, how I kind of got my start was rap. Yeah. Yeah, I would literally sit in the middle school, and I would we'd be on the bleachers, and they would all beat on the bleachers and I would we would trade off bars yes yeah, and, and then it turned into like you know I had songs in there too so and then I just eventually found the guitar and said you know I would played in bands where people um you know were obviously the musicians and I was just a singer and but you lose all your songs yeah if, if you lose all the guys it's like I don't know how to play I don't know can you anyone have that recorded you know back right. then we yeah, didn't do that so yeah. I just picked up a guitar and said I'll just make my own
0: yeah, when I teach kids and they say they want to be a singer, I'm always like, "Oh, cool!" And what instrument as well? You know, I always like point them towards an instrument as well for yeah. exactly that. That reason. goes there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you know. meant to put that there. That goes there. You know. But yeah, that's a you know, a, a, you know because it can help you with the warm-ups and it can help you write songs. And, and, and for exactly that reason, it's like, you know, like you just said, yeah. it's, it, if you write a song with, with a bunch of guys and then, and then they, they all leave, then, yeah, it's a little difficult to, you, it, you know, if you, don't, if you have no musical lexicon, you can't even explain it to people. Exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. like,
2: well, those songs are gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So um, in terms of influences, um, who would you say your biggest musical influences were when you were young?
2: Pretty simple. Uh, it was Sting and The Police, obviously. Uh, had Stuart Copeland in that backbeat. That was just awesome. And then the ethereal movement of, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, um, the guitarist for The Police. Andy Summers. Uh, Andy, Andy Summers, Summers yeah. Yeah. Okay, Andy Summers. So, And then I would literally, my mom had this record player, and I would go, upstairs in a room, and I would just play Outlandus De Mars, uh, Zenyatta Mandata, and I would sing to it. That's actually really kind of where I got my singing from. And then Freddie Mercury, um, Queen. So I found this higher register in a lot of the stuff I did. And, I mean, I could sing I could sing every police song there was. And then, oh, that's cool. And even The Cure later, then I started getting to Robert Smith. So, And I think, you know, uh, I really liked um, Aretha Franklin. Okay, you know, as younger, and then um, I, I kind of li- I liked classical, believe it or not. I like yeah, quite listening. an eclectic
0: taste as a young, yeah, as a young fella. I yeah.
2: did, yeah. I listened to Bach, um, you know, Mozart, uh, Prokofiev, you know, different stuff, and yeah. So I kind of just listened to a bunch of different stuff, and
0: that's, that's cool. That was my that was it. That's really cool. So um, I know that you're, you know, a, a sportsman and a and a and a, uh, and a big surfer um where is like surfing taking you did you ever do it like sort of professionally
2: yeah i did it professionally like i surfed events you know and um but you know in that time it wasn't as um you know lucrative as it is now so back then it was like you're doing little east coast professional contests and if you won you were lucky if you won a thousand dollars and sponsors were minimal you know you didn't really get a lot so Got like it wasn't, a hoodie every now and again and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, bro, you got some shorts and like we're yeah. hooking you up some glasses. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but I mean, I competed and then I actually kind of took a break. Uh, it's kind of a little bit my injuries, but then I did some other competing and won East Coast uh, championship titles and stuff like that. And But surfing was more of, um, like music, it was cool to be professional if that was the case, but it's it, such a release and such a part of my life that... It, right, you it do was, it anyway, yeah, I yeah. have to surf yeah i don't I don't like yeah I, I want to go surf, I have to surf because it's like such it's like you still my, surf now, yeah, yeah, I yeah. surf, and I travel and That's awesome yeah surf as hard as I can,
0: that's great, yeah. um would you say that um this the surfing scene um affected the kind of music that you make,
2: yeah, in the uh in the early days when I h- had my first band um it was more punk yeah. so right. you know in that time obviously if you go further back than the punk that a lot of kids you know the offspring and bad religion and you know those type of bands that um people look to and now i was more like circle jerks black flag right. um you know jfa kind of bands that some people didn't even know and and so with that kind of surf punk slash you know skateboard influence sure. yeah Do you I, skate I, as well I do, yeah. Right. And so I definitely had more of that kind of punk angst of, like, that's the music I want to play. So that bit of music became more of our punk years. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because there was a band, um, yeah, a hit show. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, you would say, like, more more punky then? Yeah, the that was more stuff.
2: punky. Like, we had songs, like, you know, which people would come to the shows and sing. It was a pee-pee song. It was literally about taking a pee. <laughs> 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 but they loved it. The whole crowd would sing it. So it was like something out of, like, a real show, you know? They knew all the words. And we didn't have discs. They just knew it because of the shows. And so we would play songs that were fast and kind of harder and, you know, smashing guitars on stage at
0: times and yeah, you know right. so
2: kind of carrying on that kind of punk tradition you know and That's cool. When and, did
0: that all start? Can you remember that? Um, hit Show
2: started in like I'm going to say 1998. Okay. Yeah. And believe it or not, our first drummer was uh Rob Rampy who's the drummer for DRI. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cuz I grew up with him here. He's from here. Oh, interesting. And um and well, from New Haven uh, uh, originally, but, um, yeah, so he was the first hit show drummer, Rob Rampey. That's so awesome. we're like, we had D.R.I.'s drummer. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> it's very interesting that
0: you have these two um, kind of musical identities, one which is very um, sort of smooth and, um, and almost like soft rock kind of approach, and then also this, this punk rock identity, and also this hip-hop identity as well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it was, it, was fun. it was funny just to have, I guess, to be versatile, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. and it, it wasn't contrived. It was just that's what happened. Like, you yeah. felt the punk great, but the mellow stuff, um, actually, my dad gave me a guitar when I was younger, and uh, Mom, loved you to death, but my mom kind of didn't think that was the best thing, and she didn't like when I played and sang, and so I, in my punk side of me, it was acoustic guitar, I just took it, and I punched a hole, and then smashed <laughs> it on my head, Right. And then now I didn't play the guitar again for a long time, so I'd probably be a better guitarist I had I done <laughs> not done that. But, you know, I mean, that's part of being a... But that's grunge, t- baby. Exactly. That's being like a 16-, 17-year-old kid that was like, oh, yeah? You don't like what I'm doing? <laughs> I think I've still got a dent on my head because I that A little couple of brain cells gone, too.
0: That's great. So when I came to uh, Florida in 2009... Uh, the, the, actually the the spring of two thousand and ten hit show would been around for a decade already yeah yeah i didn't yeah. realize i I guess I thought it was um i didn't realize it'd been around that long that's actually pretty interesting um yeah, so uh when it comes to writing and let's talk about uh your your more solo stuff, the stuff that, that you know you can find on Spotify, the songs yeah the, um do you have a process?
2: Well, again, I wish I could say I did. You know, Everyone probably wishes they could be like, yeah, so I sit down and I get in this spot and I cross my legs and I start to levitate. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people have the real beautiful ones. I, I don't have any really of those. A lot of them are, again, I've never been taught to play music and I can't read music. So I'll just play on a guitar and I'll just try different finger setups until something sounds like a chord and i'll be like oh, right. that's a cool chord i mean i know bar chords like simple stuff and like aeg little chords up here but then i just kind of will hear the song and then i'll just start singing and yeah. then these words come out i don't even know where they are that's like that one song um i told you about a while back there was one song that i had that like it seemed like it wrote itself but um it's it's like a process for me is I don't really write the words down a lot either. I just kind of edit them until they're final, and then that's how I do it, and I find the structure. And and usually just with the, if I'm playing with guys, be like, hey, let's maybe play that, you know, here we'll call that the bridge we'll group, go back to the verse and then it just kind of kind of happens yeah <laughs> i wish i had a better uh, no, well, description I
0: think, you know that that kind of just channeling of it and sitting there and playing the guitar and letting it come through you is a process right you know? sure as it's, it's much sure. of a process as any other
2: as long as winded as it was i think it's that you know not being cheese or anything but it's like you're in tune to the channel There's sure. a channel out there music and you know it's want it's wanting to be played and if you can tune into it and and not force anything, you know, like you let it come out and you're like, "Wow, yeah. okay, that there it yeah. is,
0: yeah, I actually wrote a song this afternoon, and it definitely had that feel to it, like it was just waiting to be plucked from the tree, it was there, yeah. you know, yeah. I just had to write it down almost. that's it, that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. which isn't usually the way that it happens with me usually is i i i just I keep like a whole load of lyrics on my phone, and then um and then. One day, all the pieces will kind of come together in the, in my head, and I'll be like, "Oh, I can use that for that over that riff." And then, I'll nice. Like, That's how it goes with me usually. But today wasn't like that. I just kind of just blurted it the out. The sky opened up, yeah. and yeah. a song <laughs> yeah. fell out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in tune. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, the uh, next question is is our most fun question, which is, um Do you still practice your instrument at home? Recently I did because uh, I knew I was coming here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like,
2: man, I better play again.
0: Um, well, if, if no other reason, that this is a good thing. That, there you go. That's a good thing. Got, got you pick, picking up your guitar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well,
2: you know, I still am one of those stunt dummies. I still do all my own stunts. Right. So I still ride dirt bikes. And right. I still do all that stuff, you know, which is fun. I, I mean, why, why should we stop? But I did a while back hurt my wrist pretty bad riding right. and actually couldn't play the guitar. So yeah. I, it almost took me about a year till I could. Wow. And then I just kind of after that didn't play for another, almost three quarters of a year. So almost a year and a half, a year and three quarters, I just didn't play. Yeah. And then I got inspired by a friend of mine, Perry Marguloff, who's a, a unreal guitar smith and collector. This he's a legend. I call him the wizard. And, uh, I was going to get a Gibson hollow body, send me a hollow body, and he's like, "Don't do that. Just go get a Epiphone Sheridan." And right. I went to Guitar Center. I got it, and I played it on this little lamp, and I brought it home. And then, I, ever since then, it was about a month or more, I actually started playing again.
0: That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've been practicing quite a lot lately, um, and it, you know, I just—I uh, actually find it quite a. As I get older, I find that. It's a time that's, like, just for me, you know? Like, whereas before I'd see it as a chore, now it's all I almost see is the opposite. It's like a bit of peace and quiet. And it's a release, you know? It's, it's,
2: (laughs) uh, when I do find in the zone, if I get in the zone and I play a song and I'm singing it and it's flowing right, when you're done, it's like, you know, for surfing, for me riding, you know, that the endorphins get released and all that stuff, I just find that, yeah, I'm like, I feel like that natural just high that I'm like, okay, that felt right. Know, and I can like yeah, and I don't have to perform for others. I'm a little stressed out, like, okay, yeah. man, I hope the bands we gotta practice tonight. Like exactly. It's just like this is my time to play and release and and feel that and let that energize me.
0: Yeah. So you recorded um your album out in Santa Monica, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, can you tell the, us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, it was I had a great opportunity. Um I got to record at the village. Studios, Village yeah, Recorder, wow, yeah, cool. which is like a legendary studio out there. I mean, like everyone, that's where a lot of the Steely Dan stuff was done. Everyone from Willie Nelson to early Snoop and um, and then to Fleetwood Mac to, I mean, so many. I remember I was in the hall walking up the stairs and there was Carol King. She was getting, wow. going to record. You know, you just see, you know, like Willie Nelson's buses out front. And it was like, whoa, this is okay. This is real. So yeah, yeah. I got the... You know, the pleasure and, um, you know, I think some, you know, some people out there who, you know, they are who made it possible and uh, had some really great players and got to play in Studio D. If you know what Studio D is, it's like the biggest um, studio in that place. And right. it was it was really cool. And the guys I got to play with were it, they made it. They made it what it is. Nice. Was, was this
1: yeah. uh, was was this through a label or anything, or is just just yourself?
2: Yeah, this was with a label. Um, in the beginning, it was um, Wolf Bomb, uh-huh. and then uh, they ended up becoming uh, well, kind of with that and transitioning into M Theory, okay. which is this music entity that's really cool. It's you know and they're still really going strong today, and they have some great stuff that they do and. So, yeah, they just they pushed it and made it possible. And, you know, got all these amazing musicians. I mean, I had guys like Sean Hurley out there. If you ever watch this, he uh, um, plays with... um, um I draw on the bank, everyone would be like, wow, well, how you forget John Mayer's name? <laughs> I just did. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a bass player for John Mayer and Victor Andrizo and just Dave Chambers and all these legendary guys that were uh, just you know help me you know, michael chavez and cool. they they just all made it a reality you know because i mean i had the tunes and all these things but it's different when you walk into a place and like, okay we got to make it all now in in full you know sp- studio and full band you know it's yeah. like i had these little things tinkering around and kind of getting them structured and done and and they you know they helped me and i thank you guys
0: what was the timing like? Was it um, was it a real kind of like, you know, get in there at 10, bang, 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 sort of knock them out type situation, or was it a bit more relaxing? The, the timing was great.
2: I mean, we're like laying on the floor in the control room. We had this side room.
0: We'd order these
2: crazy big lunches that would come in and dinners. and I mean, oh, well, it was so. it was over days, you know. It wasn't yeah. like, okay, you only have the studio for four hours and get it done, kids. <laughs> you yeah, know? Okay. It was like, so it, the process was magical, you know. It was like we had this time to do and really get it right.
0: When I think of you, um, and it's really mainly because um, I discovered both of you guys through Virgil, I also think of Tom Curran because he, he plays, um, you know, he doesn't really play like... That similar music plays like a surfer who also plays music. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, um, and uh, have, you, have you guys ever played together? Have you ever done a tour or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Well, funny enough, that's another musical moment with him who, you know, obviously those watching, if you know Tom Curran, if you don't know Tom Curran, Tom Curran was actually the first American champion surfer, world champion, and he won three world titles and really still regarded as one of the best surfers in the world in history. And Yeah. Um, I was in Pompano and well, long story short, my buddy called me up, and said, Hey, Tom Kern's playing in Pompano. I went down to Pompano and one of my buddies in the crowd's like, Hey, my buddy wants to come up there and play the guitar. And he maybe had a few you know, drinking substances in him, a little liquid courage. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I didn't really play the guitar at the time. And he goes, no, no, he wants to come up and sing. Oh, man. So I ended up going up. Uh, Chris Swan the bass player called me up I ended up going up in there and we basically jammed for like 45 minutes me doing rap and all different type of just improv stuff and then Sonny Miller who was part of the Rip Curl uh, tour of that thing he asked me that night to join him in Jacksonville and then I do the rest of the tour up the whole east coast oh, just on improv. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Great.
0: I got to do one gig with him um, at Moonfest. Uh, I was playing sa- was something like that. It was, the- was It was a surfing event, it, it was actually
2: um, CJ Hobgood's retirement party, that's and what we did it was. a block party. Yeah, and okay. you came and you played sax with yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, that yeah. was classic.
0: I'd been in town all day. I had a gig there earlier in the day, and yeah, and then I, Virgil was like, You want to come play some sax? I was like, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool. We we, yeah, we were yeah.
2: stoked you were there because there. There was some really cool stuff that came out of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, in terms of like um, your music and 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 kind of getting it out there and things, have you found like that the, the surfing scene has sort of helped that? Do you think that like it's been a useful? thing in terms you know of
2: it it helped it definitely you know local surf scene stuff and other surf scenes if you play like you know when I did and I played in Tom's band too and we would play you know shows that were kind of associated with surfing tournaments and things around you know coastal bars and coastal clubs and stuff and then we were fortunate enough to do a tour with Ben Howard Right. Um, and we went from San Diego to Vancouver and we were playing out these sold out shows and we were oh, the opening yeah. act and I'm playing, I was playing guitar and doing backup singing for that one. And so that brought out the surf crowd because they were there for Ben Howard, but also they were there for Tom. So yeah. that definitely, but for me, my thing was, is I, I never, I didn't, I probably could have and should have like pushed harder, but I just. I uh, like stardom and fame and f- being somebody, and that didn't it didn't really drive yeah. me. I didn't care. I mean, not that I wasn't like, oh, I don't care. I'm one of those guys. I I didn't care. You didn't need it. Yeah, I guess not. I just love to play, and when I entertain people, cool, and people are like, don't you want to make it? And I'm like, you know, I woke up this morning, I made it already. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. obstacles and bonuses.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a much healthier outlook on life. To be perfectly frank with you, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, th- this is a fun question, and okay. it's something that uh, I like fun questions. It's a little bit of a difficult one because you might have to think about it. But um, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at a gig? Have you ever had like a disastrous or strange gig situation?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had plenty, yeah. but one <laughs> of the one of the <laughs> best ones that I can remember was um, I was playing this place down in Miami. And I started the song, and I, and you know, there's a lot of people there, it was pretty packed. And I started the song, and I could not remember it. And I'm looking at the guys, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm just butchering it. And then and I'm looking, and then I I go to sing, and then I start on the end of the song, and I'm in the chorus, and when uh, I'm supposed to be in the verse, and they're like playing the beat wrong, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, and I just stopped. Yeah. And you're in a show, you know, it's like you're not supposed to stop for a oh, show. Yeah, yeah. And I just looked and I go on the mic and I go, uh, guitar's out of tune. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and, and, and I hear like, oh, rah, yeah, rah. And I, go, I just looked at and I go, next song, next song I said, let's go. And we just went right to the next song. And, and, but it was, there was a moment when I said it. I usually am not phased. I'm like, ah, whatever. I just blew up something or I caught my leg on fire. I'd be like, yeah, we're going to keep playing. But for that one, i don't know why it like hit me yeah it, it felt like just really naked i just gig, felt like they? someone just
0: stripped of my clothes i'm like oh look at that idiot and i was just like eh. i've got one like that and because i've started asking this question last week as a new question and um and i'm gonna try and think of like a weird thing that's happened to me at a gig every week different so this one um is uh it kind of relates to the uh the to your one and we were playing at um, the Reading and Leeds festivals, which is a big deal in the oh, UK. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we were on on the main stage. We were really early, but we were on the main stage. And um, one of our tunes was a rap tune, and I just completely forgot the first line. And, and I stepped up, like foot on the monitor, mic in hand, nothing thank God there was a kid directly in front of me. who knew all the words and I just lip synced to this kid who was lip syncing to me. (laughs) I got back in time with it. Wow. (laughs) That's a
2: save in the century. Yeah. Wow.
0: Totally. Yeah. He was, he's a good guy and he'd been supporting the band like, um, forever and he completely saved my ass. Thank God. Yeah, totally. So, um, these days, who would you say that um, your musical inspirations are? Do you have any any current musical musical people you're into? The All the in? times
3: I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber. No. Uh, I,
2: I mean, bands of today. Um,
0: man, I don't know. I, I mean, are you still listening to the old classics? I, so, mean, I mean, somewhat. I
2: mean, there's some bands of today that were, you know, coming out pretty cool. Uh, there was a band, Silverchair, from Australia. They weren't of today, but they were a little while back. They yeah. were pretty I cool. those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of today... We used to
0: call them Nirvana in pajamas.
2: Kind of, yeah. That's <laughs> what they are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but they really had funny. some kind of funny, cool stuff. Um, I mean, bands, obviously, uh, you know, the one of the bummers... Obviously, I don't. You know, we all don't want to go there. But God bless his family and and his band members and everything. Is you know, I they weren't up today, but they lasted two today with Foo Fighters, and I yeah. feel like they inspire a lot of people to kind of have that drivey or music. And we I've, haven't
0: brought that up on the you know on the podcast. Taylor Hawkins, you know, yeah, no, we'll save
2: that for another time. But you know, yeah, that was a terrible thing and it was a loss. But you know, may his spirit and his music ring on through all of us.
0: Hell yeah! So um. This is something that every now and again when we get someone who's kind of, you know, veteran of the local music scene, I like to ask, um, is there any kind of light you could shed on how the scene was, you know, 20 years ago down here and um, and how it's changed?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean... You know, it's funny to say back then. I love the back in the day. Yeah, We're going back in the day, <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> we're going back in the day. Um, but, you know, back then, I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot of venues. You know, so if you played a show, it was like Respectable Street Cafe, was like that was the pinnacle. You're in yeah. respects, you know. Did you guys ever play at Spanky's? We played at Spanky's, yep. We played yeah, at Spank- Funny eventually. enough, we played a lot uh shows there with the Blinking Underdogs. Okay. And if anyone remembers the Blinking Underdogs, and the funny thing about the Blinking Underdogs is Oscar Isaacs, was their singer, right? and he went on to be, you know, uh, Poe Dameron in right. Star Wars and all these crazy things. So, oh, right. Yeah, so we would. I knew Oscar oh, about playing back then, yeah, and and it was funny. We we even did Battle of the Bands at Ray's, and they beat us. We got second. Hit Show got second. They won. But um, back then, you know, like, especially up the Jupiter area, there wasn't Guanabana's. There wasn't, you know, Corners that was around. There wasn't. Um, you know, Utiki uh, or uh, um, uh, yeah, square, grouper, square grouper, and then Tiki Fifty Two—that's the other one. So none of those really existed. So a lot of times we would rent out the Civic Center and have these massive parties uh, awesome. on the beach. And, We're at the and, Civic
0: Center this Saturday for my friend's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. little Yeah, building.
2: but to shed light, I think on the kids, the opportunity that you have today, the equipment you have today, the sound guys you have today, the support. Um, even though I'm not, I don't really. I'm not a big social media guy, but I mean, you can really get something out there. Where we were like copying flyers at someone's office and hoping that they
0: get out there making these mock posters. I and remember they, just running around the streets, handing them out, putting on yeah. cars underneath the yeah. windscreen. Yeah. workers and all that stuff. So there no, was a, a lot. It's
1: a different world now, yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: and and I, although at the same time, I really value the time because it was so raw. Yeah, like we were dudes that were just like. You know, I remember at one point we were all living in one house, like, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers or, you know, uh, Molly Crew <laughs> in the Rogue days, and it was, like, garbage everywhere, and the band room was one of our rooms that we even slept in, and it was yeah. this garbage everywhere. And we were, I, I have one of those houses. Yeah, you know, those, and, and and but it was just awesome because it was yeah. so raw, you know. Yeah, it was totally. like— people coming in the door and be like, you need to turn, we're like in a residential neighbor, you turn, get out of the house, we're yeah. like, attack the person and practically
0: inside. I've got a great story about that. Like, and I I, I feel kind of bad for the guy, but um, so there was, we had a neighbor and it was right next to our like band room, DJ room, whatever, the room we made a lot of noise in. Poor fella, I think his bedroom was like, right next to it. And he used to knock on the door. And then one day he comes over steaming mad right oh boy. and he comes in swinging right he comes just straight through the door swinging and 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 he clocks my friend barney a couple of times and then um barney's like a, a smaller in stature right but he but he's got tons of spirit right <laughs> he just went at him like with these little rabbit punches like and then, and then my, bro- my brother comes out he's <laughs> uh-huh. a big guy and just clocks this dude <laughs> then the police were called oh my god yeah. yeah a lot of that kind of stuff used to go on back in the day that's it I mean, <laughs> nowadays you'd be canceled yeah and you
2: would be probably sent to prison <laughs> and you would be going to anger management for a long time back then they're like ah, i got kind of screwed up all right dude just don't do that again you know yeah. and that, that was that's why it was kind <laughs> of golden know.
0: yeah it's totally um all right i think um this would be a good point uh for us to listen to a couple of tunes that you've written, and um, if it's okay with you, I would love to uh, play a bit of accordion with you. Is that all right?
2: Oh, I'd be stoked, man, because I, I don't like playing by myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's do it. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, I think so. This one's, this one's pleasing, so yeah, i just come in with um, a little kind of intro riff. Just... <laughs>
3: That be- I want my money in stacks when I wax the tracks And I'ma prove it, prove it, shake it and move it What you think I stopped when I just got to it? Get back, off the jack, that's a fact If you think the world's right, then screw it, do it Don't you think I blew it? I knew it You can't, you can't do it and So if you don't know why Don't bother to try It's you that they please Come on baby now tell me what you want got it right here got it right here yeah 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 oh no got it right here got it right here yeah 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 take it back That they please, say, Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, Yeah, come on, baby, now tell me what you want, got it right.
2: And that's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think. You know, with this day and age, this song came up a while back, and it was funny because I, I was playing it, and it literally just wrote itself, you know, as I was telling you before. And the words, you know, I didn't sit down, I didn't come up, they just sort of came into me, into my mind, as, you know, I believe you, I've heard it before, I think Sting even said it, or someone else, Andre, 3000, a few others, there was this cool thing I saw. And they said, if you're open to the universal channel, no matter how good or if you're skilled musician, if you've learned whatever, if you're open to it and you allow it you don't even allow it it just happens it comes in I think this was one of them for me and I was you know stoked that I was there to do it but it was more than that with this day and age I feel like we're um, you know there's a lot of turmoil there's a lot of negativity in the world and this song is called take a look around and I think it's something we should do we should take a look around at each other take a look around at these wars take a look around at the negativity and you know kids and school violence and the media and what's happening and just do our best to change it. Be the ones say, Hey, who are we waiting on? Like, yeah. take a look around, like do it yourselves and, and do that. So and this one is a, a song about war and I think war is more than just, you know, guns and bombs, wars can be personal inside yourself. You can be at war with yourself or with others. So take a look around.
3: That was the one. Take a look around, because never again from
0: their mouths will you ever hear a sound. 561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It is a biker bar in Tequesta. If you don't know where Tequesta is, it's a, just a little town right north of Jupiter. It's just right there. If you take US 1 north through Jupiter, And then you look right, you'll see a little yellow building. used to be called Judy's. It's been there for a really long time. And it's it's just a place for bikers to go. Uh, But if you're not a biker, you're obviously welcome as well. Um, The whole reason why it's been reopened under a new name is my father-in-law, Peter Pinello, I thought it was a shame that it was kind of going into a bit of a decline because um the guy who ran it victor who's a real cool guy but he he was uh he basically um was running out of steam with it he didn't really want to do it anymore and so um we went in there we cleaned the place up we cleaned the lines and um we rebuilt the area where the the beers are the cellar downstairs and and so now we've got good cold beer we've got um Great food. Burnsy does the food. He's a real character. If you want to um, meet an interesting South Florida character, go in there and say hi to Burnsy. Um, and uh, every second Thursday of the month, we do a bike night. And that's always fun. Six to nine, the band plays. And uh, they've been getting busier and busier. They're, they're a real blast. And then on every fourth Sunday of the month, I run an open mic. Um, slash uh, jam. And it's really, um, it's uh, Cody and Cheyenne and I uh, uh, and a few others um, are the kind of mainstays of it and uh, cody brings his drum kit i bring the rest of it and so you know you, we can do full band stuff all the way up to if you just want to play a few songs on the acoustic guitar and you in a low stress environment because it's a it's a very low stress jam and just meant to be fun so if you want to come check that out it's on the fourth sunday of every month but um you know it's open every day so swing by and check it out if you're into Bikes or classic cars then you'll definitely see some uh, cool, some cool stuff there um,
1: yeah all right and our next sponsor is backsaver llc backsaver llc if you've uh, if you've had a slip and fall an injury car accident anything like that um you want to talk to dr Christ- christopher white over at backsaver llc he will take care of you um the guy is a uh, a, a wizard with uh, with the back i would say he uh, he's uh, he's done my back he's done my wife's back um Guy's just pretty incredible, and he's just a genuinely nice guy. And he also is a huge supporter of local music, and was a uh, one of the big festival sponsors for us this weekend. So thank you so much. So Christopher. thank you, Christopher. Um, you know, if you guys have any any back issues or anything like that, and you need somebody, um, check out uh, Backsaver LLC and uh, and show them some love. You know, they uh, they definitely support the podcast. They supported the the festival. They support all the local music. So let's uh, let's go ahead and show them some support as well.
0: Absolutely, and our final sponsor today is Oasis Route Carver Bar. This place is on Indian Town Road, and it's right next to Alternate A one A, right where uh, sort of Johnny Mangoes is and stuff like that. In, in one of the plazas on the north side of Indian Town Road, um, if you know where Pause to Help is, which is a vet, it is right next to that in Seagrape Grape Square. Um, it's a cool spot. There's a whole the the Carver bar scene runs the gamut of styles, so you know and, and aesthetics. You get some that are like clubs, you know, with like black lights and kind of psychedelic trance playing and stuff, and uh, and you get some that are just like cafes. Uh, and this place is like a cafe, and it is really chill. Um, and Jim, his whole idea for it was to keep it as simple as possible. So he has one type of Carver one type of cream and um, one type of coffee. But they're all very good, very high quality. And um, you can't really, you know, if it's your thing, you can't go wrong. And if you've never tried any of that stuff, this is a good place to go because you can be guaranteed that the quality is very high. So uh, go check it out if that's, if that's your jam. Um, you know, it's a fun place. I go in there from time to time, and it's a, it's a nice group of people in there, friendly friendly bunch. So go check it out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the two songs you just played with him? Yeah. So, uh,
2: you know, obviously as I had said in there, um, you know, I feel like this day and age, there's a lot of of stuff out there in the world. I mean, (laughs) we just went through something that was a complete, you know, world lockdown. And now we come out and we're, you know, there's some other turmoils in the world. And I feel like, Song sometimes, whether they're written before it happened or whatever, but that you know the one song take a look around um it was basically inspired by you know a, a war type military mind, and um I just hope that through it, if one or two people get the message of it that you know it is time to take a look around because through it's past time Let's it's pastime, yeah, so um, and that song. Again, it just happened. I, that one I literally wrote, and the word just came out, and it, it was almost I, that thing. Literally, I think two or three takes, and I almost had all the words, That's and, great. and not written down or anything. And then the other one, uh, pleasing. It's just you know, it's called pleasing, and it's just a little ditty that I kind of had played for you know played forever, never recorded it, and um, it was. Kind of like a blues, I don't really do blues, you know, but it just happened, it came out, and then there was a little rap yeah, it's section. Yeah, that nice in it.
0: little country blues feel. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. and
2: so, you know, I think those songs to me are neither one of them are recorded, so eventually yeah. I would like to record them just yeah. have them down, and, um, you know, they're songs that I was fortunate enough to be present when they showed up.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, one of the things that um, I like about your style is, and one of the things I can relate to, is you know that slight genre bending because, um, and we actually ended up sort of semi working on it on the same project with Virgil, didn't we? With the Highways and the Holidays, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah. few tunes that we did back in the, that was quite fun, actually, yeah, it was. And, and you know, that was definitely that it was kind of indie, but then with these kind of hip hop, dubstep elements and some rapping in there, exactly, and yeah, yeah, that was good times. That's actually when I met Virgil, and the way that, um, that all transpired was he was hiring me to do some, um, session work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at a certain point I just looked at him and I was like, you got to stop paying me. Like it, this is too fun. Like, let's just be a band. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he was like, yeah, okay. You know, and then but that was that basically, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, at the beginning, we didn't know each other from Adam, so it made sense, you know, but then the more we hung out and the more we, we played together, we just realized that we had, a, you know, a good vibe, you know? Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a very interesting musical cat. Like, I, I feel like his groove is like second to none. For know? sure,
2: yeah. He, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him um, through someone else and... Was fortunate enough to play, and still, when we play live, I'll always have him on bass or keys. And yeah, um, you know, he's, his bubble is just right that's there. That's it, man. When you get in that bubble with him, it's like you can flubber all you want, and it's still there. You yeah. can like bang, bang, and he's just boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 and you're just okay. Yeah, that's it. He's not flashy, but he just grooves like yeah. a mother. That's he's just it. really just that's grooves, it. man. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I feel fortunate to have him as. You know that that sound and that constant. You know, I know he's there, and I have I count on him. Yeah, when we play for sure. It's
0: amazing what he's been doing lately with the free diving. I mean, you can go Superman, so Aquaman. Yeah. he summons these, <laughs> <laughs> and the fish come up, and of course yeah, he shoots want, them. Though <laughs> those free diving people,
1: man, like that's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, Fair yeah. Virgil
0: yeah. can do it, and he's actually. Y- you know comp- one of the best down here that's he's really good that's i grew insane. up
2: doing that my whole life too and yeah right. and, and he but he's pushed it he's gone i mean the guy's doing 200 feet yeah. on his own breath wow, wow. Yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. amazing i'm proud of that guy proud of you buddy yeah
0: big up virgil yeah yeah <laughs> um all right so uh the next thing i think we should talk about the beautiful guitar that you brought in and usually you know people have these um Electroacoustics that we plug in, but um, you brought in this really lovely old guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Yeah, that one is there. She is Uh, that's that's Abby, and I have a twin sister to her, um, Gabby. So that's Abigail and Gabriella, and um, I they just that's the names that happened to them. It's a 1952 Gibson J185, yeah, and the first album i did um is i recorded uh that on that guitar and um i you know i play it out sometimes but it's just such a cool vintage piece and i was really fortunate believe it or not that that guitar was given to me both of them were given to me and um they there's a lot
0: of who gave it to you i guess it's not really yeah a friend of mine
2: and um i was fortunate enough to get it and uh i i love them they're like They'll be with me forever, and yeah. and it's in the tone in them the cool thing is is that one is a little bit. Um, it has like a little bit more of a warm kind of tobacco sound, and the yeah. other one's a little bit tinier. So they okay. both did two different things. And yeah. again, I wish I was a better guitarist; I could play it probably how it really wants to be played. But she, I give it as much love, and she gives me as much love as she can, and, and I really enjoy that, playing that guitar.
0: Is it a jumbo? I always I'm never know with the shapes. That looks like a jumbo to it's
2: me. Pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just
0: a J185. It's actually the Elvis guitar. That's what he played. He played.
2: That's what, the cool. one he played. The J one eighty five. Yeah, know, awesome. I got Elvis guitar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're going to this bluegrass festival this weekend, and that is just chock full of like vintage instruments. Yeah. Everyone oh. has these pre-war banjos and pre-war wow. like beautiful guitars, and everything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's cool. We sh- we show up with our <laughs> our weird like hybrid instruments. Everyone's like turning their noses <laughs> like, oh. well, because
1: these guys are like. These guys are like very very traditional bluegrass players, you know oh, where they wow. all they all just like, you know, circle around like one mic with their acoustic instruments and then we show up and we're plugging everything in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? They're like, no no no, no, yeah. no. "No, no, no." I mean, even my stand-up bass, it's an acoustic stand-up bass, but I have my pickup and everything on it. So I walk up and I have an amp and I plug into the amp and then the amp goes into the into the PA and they're all looking at us like we're yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like
2: showing up to an Amish
0: village with chainsaws and electric right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. You, you know what though? They're they're very kind to us. We played um, we played Riverhawk Festival, which is the sister festival to the one we're just about to go to String Break. They're basically in many ways String Break. I yeah, like that. Yeah, they're nice. basically they're, in many ways they're the same festival. They're yeah. not quite but, put on by the same people. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So we're going to be there this weekend. We're actually heading out um, tomorrow. Which, if you're listening to this, is yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Yeah, and then we're staying there till Friday, and then um, we're coming back uh, on Saturday to play my friend Greg Ottenberg's Wedding, which should be a lot of fun. That's what I was talking about. That's in at New the Civic, Civic Center. Center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah.
2: That's a fun place to play.
0: Yeah, and then on Sunday, um, we're playing at ER Bradley's. Yeah, Bradley's, yeah. And then... I'm going to France. I'm going to Paris on Monday. Nice. So that'll be fun. That's yeah. great. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So the, it's my sister is getting married. Um she tried already twice, but of course, you know, covid and everything didn't happen. So um I think finally it's going to work out this nice. time. Nice. Yeah, to, yeah.
1: It's a coincidence cuz he's going to France on Monday and I'm just going to work. <laughs> wait wait no never mind that's not a coincidence no.
0: <laughs> i appreciate that i'm very lucky to be able to do that damn it <laughs> for god's sakes jim
1: i'm a doctor
0: damn not it. a pool man <laughs> very nice
1: <laughs> so um i love that i love that he had a star trek reference in there. i know right yeah right. i don't think you, you don't, might not know
0: this but um we're all massive Star Trek nerds, yeah. so we very I much appreciate. it. I think that was
1: probably yeah. the first Star Trek reference on the show. It is put it there. Yeah, yeah. It on. There Star you Trek go. Oh, <laughs> I'll give you an air bump from across yeah, the yeah. way so don't knock Ben's mic over.
2: <laughs> Punch Mike. yeah, man. Punch him in the face. Damn it! <laughs> that.
0: So, so do you have any? Uh, do you have any? What What are your pl- future plans for your music? Would you say?
2: Well, my next show's at um, Handlebars Biker. Uh, bar, <laughs> I'll be coming to jam with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm coming. That's going oh, to that's that's awesome. be my next show. So, oh, that's neat. Um, in the future, um, like I said, I want to record. I got a grouping of songs, and uh, um, I'll probably go to New York or New Jersey because my friend who I uh, said earlier, uh, Perry Marguliff, um he had Pie Studios, which is an epic studio. Um, it was all analog, and so he had like oh, all... Yeah. Um, tube amps for all the nice. stuff he had two inch reel to reel yeah he actually cool. had I'm, maybe i'm wrong on this but i believe has in that one or one of them has the dark side of the moon neve board the oh, actual board yeah wow. and some real cool stuff but and so uh i love all the analog stuff yeah so he's doing another studio up there and i i perry if you're watching buddy i'm coming for you so <laughs> my my goal is to go up there and then record up there and then play live I'd like to play live again. I, I didn't think I really wanted to, but I've been feeling it more. So, yeah, at some point, I think if I play next, it'll probably be Guanabanos.
0: Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're great there. Yep. Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt Matt Lambikins. Lambkin. Pick <laughs> up,
1: Matt. I got to give you a uh, I got to give you props for for pronouncing it correctly oh Every, everybody down here calls it uh guanabanas, guanabanas. hey
2: tonight i'm going to guanabanas, guanabanas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i go no.
1: to guanabanana man i'm cuban okay. and so I, I like the fact that you pronounce that correctly just warms my soul right, <laughs> <it's awesome. laughs> well i tell
2: people out there if you guys ever want to go to guanabanas and you want to say it you know you know, the correct pronunciation. Just think of that classic song. There you go. <laughs> go. <laughs> and then just put it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you've got it. And then <laughs> you'll yeah. never forget. So, you guys out there that are going to Guanabanas, just yeah. go to That's Guanabana. Me. That's me.
0: So, okay. I've learned. Hmm? Yeah. actually I did already know I just forget he tells me all the time I, must I, drive him c- I correct him all the time <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I will continue to correct him good. <laughs> <laughs> no I think I've got it now I think I've got it now okay I'm going to be good with that one well listen thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure
2: oh thank you guys huh? yeah,
0: yeah it was awesome and you know you, you've you definitely been um, in terms of sort of the music down here and the people that I know you know important in terms of um you know someone who's really doing it um a, someone whose songs are really solid i always had a ton of respect for you and uh it's just great to have you on and actually you know get to talk to you properly you know it's been wonderful so thank you
2: yeah you're welcome and thank you guys you know it's been i i really like the fact that when i look into Hector's eyes and your guys eyes there's no like hesitation you know sometimes you have interviews or talk to different people and People are kind of like, it just was a really free flow, and it was one of the best ones I've been involved in, so I appreciate it, and I thank you guys for having me. Yeah,
0: I appreciate it, man. man. So the other thing um, that I think deserves um, reiteration is, thank you so much for giving us such a wonderful festival this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. We had a blast. It was maybe the, uh, I mean, I want to say it was one of the best days of my life. I know that sounds a little bit like hyperbole, but I honestly mean it. It really was. I had such a good time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, big up. Thank you. It, you know, it means a lot to, to both me and Hector. It means the world yeah. to us. Yeah.
1: And I, I mean, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say that it's going to, like, get really big or anything, but, you know, but Sunfest, we're coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're going down. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> You're going down. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely very grateful and very thankful for, uh, for the talent in this town that, that uh, that has allowed us to to do this podcast for a year now, and and you know, and and to be able to put on a show like that with good talent. and everything. Yeah,
0: that's so. a really good point. Yeah. Okay, this is our fifty-second episode. Yeah, so that is now officially a year's worth of of shows,
1: and um, so we're done now, right? That's it. <laughs> that's it. That Mic was drop. that was everything. No, <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, we've had fifty-two episodes, and um, all the guests have been good, and. They've all been local musicians, and we're not even, you know, we're, we're not we we've, we've scratched the surface, but we barely. haven't got that far down. You know, there's barely. so many more people that we can get on.
1: Well, and we were just having a conversation the other day, and I, and, and you know, we were mentioning Ricky earlier, and I, I was talking to Ricky at the festival, and and one of the things I said to him was that you know, when this first started, of course, the easy ones were reaching out to our friends and, yeah. and people that we already knew, that we've played with in the past, and et cetera, And we're starting to get into that territory of of booking bands and booking talent and booking people that we don't personally know necessarily yep. um and and this is where it gets exciting you know yeah. this is where it gets exciting cuz we start discovering some new bands and some new music and some new um some new artists that we don't know yeah um, you're absolutely you know? right and i was yeah. going to
0: say exactly the same thing yeah. you know it, it it's almost like um you know we exactly that we 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 reached out to all of our friends and now people are starting to reach out to us you know yeah and be like, oh, yeah. do you want to, uh, can we come on? And, and so we're going to be discovering yeah. all these new musicians and all this new music down here. And yeah. I cannot wait. Really are yeah. looking forward to it.
1: As a quick side note before we go, um, uh, we... Uh we, you know, I want to I want to thank uh, again, you know, all the sponsors and stuff. But um, I'm not sure if we mentioned Harmony Management Group, uh, Mary's Group. Yeah. Um, you know, she uh, she not only sponsored, but she also uh, volunteered. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Justin and Live Music Community yeah, for all the support and everything he's given us over this whole year. And 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 you know, Justin, we needed people, we needed volunteers. Justin stepped up and he was there from the time we started to the time we finished running yep. security at the back door. And so we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um and and, uh, and I son want son, Gavin. Yeah, my son, Gavin, my daughter, Noelle, my yeah. wife, Kelly. They were yeah. all there from start to finish. My sister-in-law, Janice, drove from Tampa and came and helped all day with ticket the ticket sales at the front door. Yeah,
0: man, the Diaz um, family really came Yeah, they,
1: they stepped up for sure. Um, I want to thank Easy Tees, uh, uh, Andy at Easy Tees. Um, he's got some stuff going on, and he still came through for us and, and uh, did an in-kind sponsorship for, and gave us all the shirts so that we can sell those and make some money off of those. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of shirts... Um, I will do a, an official count here in the next few days, um, probably this weekend after we get back from our festival. Um, and once I do, we have a we have a, a number of shirts left. It is a very small number of shirts, um, and in very limited sizes and quantities. Um, but we do have some shirts left some five six one music festival shirts, so are you gonna
0: stick them on the Killbillies merch? yeah, and sell them through that, yeah, I
1: think we'll stick them on the Killbillies thing and if anybody didn't get didn't pick one up and we happen to have your size, um you know we'll we'll let you know when it's on there. It'll be probably by next week. we'll have it on there, and you guys can um you know pick up the last handful of these shirts. These are limited edition, it was the very first festival um we are not printing these anymore like this is it they this that we did the run and that was it and this is this is all that's left i'm keeping a few for us and and that, that's it so yeah. so i'll let you guys know how many we have left but it's not many so and i
0: think now um you know now we've done the festival and everything we probably are gonna make some five six one music merch for the future, sure. aren't we? Just not festival just merch. Just not
1: just not festival merch until the next festival. Yeah, yeah. 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 So well, thanks awesome so much. Up. Thanks, William. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Thanks. Thank you yeah, guys. Cool. You
2: know, I, that was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Take it easy. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's what we're doing.
1: Come and check it out. It's yeah. what we're all about.